When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Oh, 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 oh,
up folks it's so bad it's good with ryan bailey i am ryan bailey it is monday Whew. bad news it's monday good news four more days until the weekend so we've got this in the bag no problem how was everybody's weekend was it good was it exciting did, did you watch a lot of good tv did you go out did you see family did you see friends i did all of the above, I think. Uh, I'll take you through my weekend, and we'll we'll share some stories back and forth. Did everybody watch Potomac tonight and the season finale uh, of of The White Lotus on HBO? Whoo! Don't know what I saw exactly. You know what? I love. I I recommended this show to everybody. It's on HBO Max, and it's one of the few shows that it didn't almost matter to me how it ended. Because there are certain shows you just enjoy the experience, right? And to me, that was one of those shows where it was like, well, I don't know who dies. I don't, you know, it's like, it's almost, there were just moments of the show where I'd be watching and I'm like, I think this, I think I'm happy right now. I think this is happiness. Me watching this show, I think this is happiness. It's it's good to look forward to some, I, I'm sad it's over, but there'll be three new shows that pop up in its place. We do have good news. They They've already greenlit the sequel to the white lotus on hbo it will not be have any of the same characters it will be a different white lotus hotel chain at a different location and mike white the creator uh, an amazing genius writer guy he's going to be on board so uh i, I don't know i think it's, uh, it's such a great achievement you know we are doing such amazing things with tv and not just reality shows even though with me and my guest sophie we do a pop culture roundup we talk a little bit more about Bravo because they cast the uh, All-Star Housewives mashup that they did the first season. They cast the second season, and it's going to be at Bluestone Manor with uh, Dorinda Medley uh, hosting people at her place. Vicki Gunvalson. Can you imagine having Vicki Gunvalson in your house? I feel like you would need to get extra Kodo insurance for that. You know? Wild. Uh, I wish you guys could share what happened to you this weekend. Uh, remember, if you do want to leave voicemails, uh, you, there's a number on the description. I have a couple that I'm going to be playing uh, later this week that I've found entertaining, but it is really nice. Uh, thank you to everybody that has reached out on DM. I'm sorry that I have not been able to get to all of them. Um, sometimes just keep trying. Um, I, I put a teacher's list up there this uh this weekend i'm sure you see that with a lot of accounts but i was dming with some teachers and these school districts don't give enough money to get proper classroom supplies right so uh i i i've gotten a lot of requests for teachers lists and i try to put one up every uh a couple days or once a week just because i want to make sure that teacher gets you know their enough stuff for the kids and i i I just you know but if you can help, not on mine, but but on anybody's, and you guys are so generous already, but it seems like a really good cause. It, it's so weird. Um, 
how ignorant I can be in these things where you just think these supplies magically show up because, you know, you're at a school and that's how it should be. And then you realize that's where, you know, but I think sometimes that's where we're good, right? Is that we, we do take care of each other. Um, I, I think especially the people that I've met through this, we all seem to take care of each other and want the best. And I think that's awesome. Oh my God, it's seven minutes in and I got sappy immediately. Um, Let me share with you a little bit about my weekend as we're getting back to normal. And I did so many cool things this weekend. And let's see, Friday, I did Pilates. That's not cool. That was actually painful and I'm still in pain. Um, I, I have a Pilates teacher and it's, it's, she moved to Mexico, but then she moved back because I think she had like relationship uh, drama or something. But I did it, and I'm sore everywhere still, but it felt good to work out because your old friend Ryan let himself go over COVID and having COVID, and it just, it sucks to gain weight, and it sucks to, like, work it off. And it turns out, I'm no scientist, but I have this weird suspicion, the older I get, it's harder to to take care of yourself and take weight off yet it's weirdly easy to put the weight on now we know i didn't do myself any favors by eating just the sheer amount of cheese uh i (laughs) there should be a capacity or a, a limit on cheese and that's where the government really should have stepped in during the pandemic just like a nat like maybe just a cheese warning a cheese and wine warning for certain parts of los angeles county would have helped on my block um So I did that on Friday, and then I went to this restaurant, Girl and the Goat, which is a Chicago restaurant, but they opened up a location out here, and I I, I ate pretty good during the week, so it was a really nice treat, and such good food, so amazing, and then Saturday, I, I took it easy, your boy took it easy, you know the one of those where you're just like, uh, and I, I shit you not, this is going to sound like I'm promoting something. And I kind of am because our sponsor this week is Bowl and Branch Sheets, B-O-L-L. They've been our sponsor before, but uh, so I put their sheets on my bed because they sent me a free pair of sheets. And it's like, yeah, I'll take a free pair of sheets. But it turns out the sheets are damn good. It feels like all silky and stuff on my um. <laughs> On my naked body. <laughs> no, no, I'm fully clothed, even even in my bed. Um, but it, it was so nice. So you woke up and I was just like, ooh, this is so, this is nice. And then I watched on Netflix, you guys, there is a Netflix uh, documentary series called Cocaine Cowboys. Six parts. Um, it is so damn good. Really, really great work. And there's a Housewives tie-in because Alexia from Real Housewives of Miami, she is one of the talking heads because she's married to one of the dealers. And then Roy Black, Leah Black's husband, the famous lawyer, he is involved because, of course, he is one of the lawyers of the drug dealer. But these documentaries, the way they are pieced together, the guy who did this is just a damn genius. Like, hats off to this guy. I was truly... I mean, it's just... It's it's like art. It's like mashups. The the director's name is Billy Corbin, and I consider documentaries kind of like mashups, like those songs you hear at the beginning. Is that piecing that together, that pastiche of art, is so incredible to me that you can do this story over six parts and is so detailed and it's very moving. I, I was so I I of course I just had to stay in bed and watch the whole thing, and then my friends. Your boy, yeah, I'm going to keep saying your boy. I, I went and saw my first concert since uh, before the pandemic. 
I saw a band called Local Natives. And if you guys don't know Local Natives, you are in for a treat. Uh, Start with their last album, Violet Street. It is so beautiful. And this is their first show back. They're a Los Angeles band. They played the Greek Theater, which is like a mini Hollywood Bowl. And it was so beautiful, you guys. The trees are out. And uh, I, I just, to assure everybody, I'm vaccinated. I wear masks. I also did have COVID. Um, I thought I took this very seriously. So, yeah, it's still a risk to go out. Um, and I got to tell you, at first it was. It was like, to be honest, it was a little scary for me to see that many people. Um, it, it was. like it, it, But then you get over that, uh, uh, you know, and, and it was just so nice. And and know what was so cool is that I got to see the band and you could just tell they needed this so bad, just as much as the audience needed it. They were so damn good. And you just saw a bunch of musicians really do what they love to do. And it, that will just, it takes, takes my breath away. That's what I used to love, or I still do love about live music. And I can't wait. I just really pray that everything, I don't know if we ever get back to normal or what the new normal is, but that live performance is magic you know there's a few things in our lives that are magic of course it's like our family and friends in certain moments uh reality tv is magical because it just makes us feel something great live music is magical there's so many great magical things and it's so nice i know i'm rambling it is so nice to get to a point where we can start to to remember the things that we really loved again like i forgot the joy of that or even just the the people watching at these things I haven't seen this many people in so long. I'm just like, I, I, I was used to watching crowd scenes in movies to get like people watching. Did you start to do that where you would watch crowds on like a TV show and just start people watching in those crowds? <laughs> uh, and then if that wasn't enough, I was very ambitious, went directly to the new Beverly theater to see a midnight screening of one of my favorite horror comedy films of all time, the Lost Boys with Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick, directed by Joel Schumacher, rest in peace. Um, so this movie is very special to me, folks, because when I was a little kid, it was the first R-rated movie that my dad let me go see. And I had to do a presentation as a kid because I had bad nightmares as a kid. And I would get scared very easily because, you know, I guess my dad's words were like, you're a pussy. And I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> and I had to do a presentation. And I remember my dad used to get Newsweek magazine. And there was a movie review in there that said the Lost Boys was no scarier than Michael Jackson's video Thriller. And I had seen Thriller as a kid and I was not completely scared. You know, it was like, who I'm Michael. I'm a scary guy. Like I wasn't scared of Michael um, like I should have been. And. So I, I, had, I had shown my dad that review, and I remember looking up the word nightmare in the dictionary, and it said not real, and I said, Dad, I know these aren't real, and I got to see that movie, and it just has stuck with me, you know? So I was watching it, and I was just like, this is just so damn good. Of course, you know, you're watching the movie with a mask on and stuff, but it, it didn't matter. It was so nice, and people were laughing at the laugh moments, and it was just... Um, it was just a really great experience. And then today, you guys uh, hiked, got my exercise in. And then what was really cool, all of the people that I used to work with, I used to be an acting teacher and worked at an acting studio uh, for like 12 years. And that I, I lost my job over uh, COVID, you know, due to, to COVID. And 
a lot of the people that used to work there, like everybody kind of left or filtered off even after I left. And they all met for dinner. We we met for drinks and dinner at this place, Gracias Madre. And it was just so nice. I had worked with, I'd worked alongside these people like off and on for the, the last decade. And I got to catch up with everybody and see everybody. And we had this kind of, I think we all have these moments where we're just like, what did we, what did we get? What did we get through? Like, what, what the hell has happened? We were talking about like, oh, remember December of 2019 or 20? I don't even know the years now, but we were like, wow, like that was like, we came back that January and had no clue in three months we would be shut down. Like everything is so different now. And what that is of just, you know, the only, the only thing that's been a constant through all of this for us, and I'm talking to you guys uh, right now, are these shows that we love. The one thing that's constant for me, at least, is Bravo. It's the one point that I can talk to you guys about and I can go, well, isn't Erica Jane just horrible? Isn't she horrid? And we we all know, because we've all been on this journey with Erica Jane over the the pandemic, we have these little things like, oh, isn't it weird that Ramona poops herself? We all know what I'm talking about, right? Like pop culture, that it, it defines not only who we were before, but who we are now and who we will be in the future. Because sometimes the pandemic is too damn scary. But these little cultural touchstones, whether it be the season finale of White Lotus, uh, Mayor of Easttown, whatever these little pop culture phenomenons in terms of TV and music and movies, that thing that we can talk to our fellow neighbor or friend about, those water cooler moments... That, to me, is what is going to get us back to normal and get us to something that we can all celebrate and and have these kind of shared memories. You know, watching all of these people sing along to local natives on Saturday, I was just like, damn, if you could bottle this. What a nice, nice moment. So that is my my monologue of my weekend. I hope you guys had just, but I'm exhausted. I'm I'm shit you not, I'm exhausted. It's 1.39. I got to get this out pretty soon, so wrap it up, Ryan. Um, Sophie Ross, of course, our guest today as always on Mondays. And yeah, we talk about it, folks. Sophie Ross was at a little house called the summer house this weekend. You might've seen her post. Uh, they were filming Sophie. Uh, you'll, you'll hear the whole shebang. Uh, and also you guys, yeah, I know that Chloe and Tristan story. I'm so livid. What a dumb, dumb, what a help us help you, Chloe. My God. And the other thing I want to talk about, I can't, I guess we'll talk about this uh, maybe on Tuesday's episode because I do, I have some surprises. I keep te- like, uh, thank you to Sandra who has been reaching out to a lot of people uh, just in such an amazing professional way. Uh, there are so many cool surprises. I mean, I guess I even put it on my Instagram. Spencer Pratt is coming on. Spencer Pratt said my name on his podcast. For a kid from Kansas that I, I mean, come on, Spencer Pratt, that's legendary. I, and we're, we're doing some really cool things. We're reaching out to some people that are so far beyond our grasp, but you never know, right? You never know if, uh, if you build it, hopefully they will come. So, uh, that's all thanks to you guys, these little opportunities. So, uh, thank you, Sandra. Thank you to my friend, Megan, who has been helping me out. Thank you to, uh, Marissa, who has been helping out, uh, Maditza, who makes amazing graphics. I, I, there's just the the little engine that could. So thank you guys so much. And also, I want to get a little bit more into this topic. I can't do it today, but yeah. Uh, so Tom Girardi, Erica Jane's uh, beloved Tom, uh, he had an estate sale 
for his office, all of his office stuff, they have put on sale and you can bid on this. And I, I hesitate to bring this up because I have a feeling you suckers are going to outbid me on a lot of things. So I don't want to, but you know, let's just say that I might've bid on a potential life-size painting of Tom Girardi that hung in his law office. And some of you jerks are really, you're, you're hiking that bid up, but at the same time, I feel like I'm just going to get a stapler or something, you know, it doesn't have his name on it, but it's still the cachet. But then one of my friends said, it's bad juju. If I get one of those products, uh, from his office seeing as what happened to Tom Girardi. And I was like, no, like I, I'm basically a good person. I can, I can bring good luck to these objects, you know? And plus for my reality show museum, how dope would it be? Okay. Say you're a girl. Okay. And you're lucky enough to come into my bedroom, right? I talk about this all the time. And all of a sudden you're like, Ryan, what's that full size? Oh, you're looking at the full size oil painting. That's Tom Girardi. And you'd be like, holy shit, this guy collects art. This guy is the real deal. And I'd be like, yeah, uh, you're messing with the best right now. I said, I brought my A game to my bedroom. What about you? What do you, what do you got? Like a plant in there? I've got a full size oil painting of Tom Girardi. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a lot of housewives candles. <laughs> um, before we get to, uh, Sophie Ross, I've got a lot of news stories later this week. And I, there is one guest. I want to blow it so bad for you guys, but in case it falls through tomorrow, I'm talking to somebody that I think will blow. <laughs> hope if, I don't know. We'll talk on Tuesday. Hopefully it all works out, but it's some, some of the chase of this stuff is so exciting. Some of the chase of this stuff is so exciting to reach out. And since I have like a certain amount of like followers on Instagram and stuff like that, and iHeartRadio is involved, people take me a little bit more seriously. And it's, it's so fun to, to be taken seriously. You know, uh, one last thing I always say this, but I want to, uh, reiterate this, uh, and reiterate to myself. This is something I have to remind myself every day. I, I I've said this multiple times, but I think my life has got immeasurably better and I still have to fight against this is, is to remember that I am not cool and that this is not a cool podcast and it is okay to be uncool and it is okay for you to be uncool. It is okay for all of us to be uncool. And what we're sharing here, this is actually a true currency between all of us, the misunderstood possibly. And in that, you know, we're making uncool in a way cool. I, I'm getting way too deep. I swear to God, I'm not high. One of my favorite scenes uh, reiterates certain points like this from a movie called Almost Famous by Cameron Crowe. It's a scene between Philip Seymour Hoffman and the uh, the lead kid. And he, uh, the lead kid made friends with the band, remember? And, uh, you know, he's writing this article on him and he calls Philip Seymour Hoffman rest in peace, one of the best American actors that we've ever had. And they have a conversation and they talk about, uh, being uncool. Oh man. You made friends with them. See, friendship is the booze they feed you. Is they want you to get drunk and feeling like you belong. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. And hey, I met you. You are not cool. I know. Even when I thought I was, I knew I wasn't. Because we are uncool. 
No, while women will always be a problem for guys like us, most of the great art in the world is about that very problem. Good-looking people, they got no spine. Their art never lasts. Then they get the girls. But we're smarter. Yeah, I can really see that now. Yeah, because great art is about you know, guilt and longing and Love disguises sex, and sex disguises love. Hey, let's face it. You got a big head start. I'm glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm on cool. Me too. You're doing great. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. I mean, that's just one of the most amazing sentences ever written. And isn't that it, you know? Is that we're all here sharing this stuff, you know? And we're all uncool and it's totally okay. I mean, you know, wink, we're, we're cool because of it, you know? But isn't that, I mean, I just, to me, there is nothing better that describes this podcast or me or what I get the vibe from you guys. But I also think there's such strength and beauty in all of that. I know I'm getting way too deep. I've just been thinking about so much this weekend. And like I've always said, this is my personal journey. And hello, if, if you're new to this podcast, you must potentially hate this. Don't worry. We're going to get a lot of fun here in just about two minutes with Sophie Ross, our guest. But I just wanted to share those things that was kind of going through my mind. Um, and remember, there's timestamps. So you can skip right to the Sophie Ross part because I know everybody's uh, big fans of hers. There is a great week ahead, folks. We have some really cool surprises and this week will also be the final in the trilogy of the 50 shades of gray uh i, I watched the final movie um and recorded with annabelle de Sisto, and it really is one of the funniest dirtiest podcasts that i've ever done and i think i think you guys i mean i i I think thinking about I think you're going to laugh your asses laugh I was going to knock you off your coal mining asses thank you to the Beverly Hills recap listeners uh really one of the most successful podcast stuff that's going on with this I really owe Erica Jane the world thank you Ryan um so you guys have the best week ever uh I will talk to you on Tuesday and without further ado here is the star of Summer House and a damn good writer Sophie Ross
welcome to an all new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is our pop culture roundup. So we have none other than the hostess with the mostess, one of the new cast members of Bravo's Summer House, uh, Sophie Ross. Welcome back to the show as she's shaking her head at me. Yeah, no, I'm like not going to be on it. No, 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 no. But I will say I did get multiple <laughs> DMs that there was a person that looked exactly like you at the Summer House this this weekend do you know what i'm talking about yes yes no but it's funny like there are you do have to sign releases just like, like randall made all those guys do at coachella <laughs> when he was dating lala and no, it wasn't an nda it wasn't an nda it was like yeah like your your face might be on camera you might be in the background like whatever it is uh, but the cameras are very much if anything they're getting like b-roll of like yeah. the party the crowd but like the cameras are just focused on the cast members the entire time. So it was funny, like I posted a picture and Lindsay and Carl were in the background and everyone's like, oh my God, next season on Summer House. And I was like, please don't, like, don't get excited. I'm not going wait, to wait, 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 Sophie, We can get excited. I mean, love, I, everybody get excited. Like it is exciting. Wait, wait but through. I will say there was one funny moment because I, as many people probably have heard by now, there is, you know, a little thing between Austin and Sierra. I don't know exactly what it is, but I haven't. Austin from I Southern Charm. Met, Austin from Southern Charm. Austin from Southern Charm, yes. In, that tall in drink Sierra of water. Okay. I hadn't met, like, either of them before. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what their situation is. Like, I don't know. But I just introduced myself to Austin because I was just in Charleston, and I wanted to tell him I was at Love's Restaurant, which I did. <laughs> hey, what did he say? Um, what? What did he say? He was like, we don't really go there that much. Oh, did you say Trop Hop tasted like piss? <laughs> no, I like forgot Trop Hop existed. It's no lover boy. But <laughs> it was the a lover boy, boy chai flavor was so freaking good. But anyway, so I was talking to Austin. I was just like, for like literally five seconds, just like, oh, I was in Charleston. Like definitely acting more like a fan than like a cool like party goer. Yeah. But, um, I turned around and like the camera was on us. Oh no. And then Sierra, I was like, oh my God, are they gonna make it like like I was like flirting with Austin? Like this I don't know. I'm like, scared of this, the cameras. This little floozy comes up to Austin and it's you. Wait, is Austin as do you now get it? Is he just a tall drink of water and now you get why everybody Yeah, I mean he's just really tall. Stuff? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's tall. Ooh, I've always said throw it. some I'm stilts like, on any of us, then we could be Austin. Like it doesn't Yeah. I mean, if you're tall, that's like, you know Was Craig there? Eighty percent of it. Um, Craig was not there. I didn't see Craig at was least. Was Paige there? Paige was there. Um <laughs> the theme was um twisted fairy tale so it was like, <laughs> like what did and you I wear was, i was little mermaid i was ariel i had like you know a purple bikini and i wore like a green sarong and then like shell stuff that i ordered from amazon i don't like theme parties and i think theme parties are really wasteful by the way <laughs> because you just order a bunch of like <laughs> costume stuff from amazon and then you never wear it again it's like just i'm not a huge fan but anyway you know the summer house crew loves them um and Luke was in full Mad Hatter. Like, yeah, you sent me a picture. It was very, he looked very into it. It was very intense. Um, what else? 
Kyle had like a couple costume changes. I don't even know what he was. I don't even know what he was. He was like well, in a pig at one point, like an inflatable pig thing. He got um, pegged? Paige was wearing like a big tutu, like princess tutu, a very Paige outfit. Was she taking uh, photo with like she like an influencer? Was she like doing poses for her website? Just, I I mean like they were just doing like having the conversations on camera. Like there's drama happening. Like I don't know. I wasn't privy to it. I was just like having fun. Like whatever. But you know, like the ca- that's what the cameras are focused on. It's always like they're having conversations. What's happening here? So they would like sit down and have a conversation. Um, the so, summer yeah, house I, itself, yeah, yeah. did it have magical properties? Did you like, you're like, yeah, so it really, it kind of sucked. It kind of sucked because I guess they had a COVID scare at their dominatrix party that they had like last weekend, I think. So no one was allowed inside. It was outside. Only. Oh, so I didn't get to see inside the house. So where'd you the, pee? In porta potties. Oh. It was so annoying. And they were like 5 billion degrees. So it wasn't like a real, like, I wouldn't say it's like the normal summer house experience. I wanted to see just the inside of the house. And like, that's like part of the fun of parties is like, you know, fucking around inside and like, yeah. you know, just like being drunk in the living room. Um, yeah. So like that kind of sucked. Porta potties sucked. Um, but otherwise, yeah, really fun. And yeah, everyone was great. I wasn't like, you know, again, like hanging out with the crew. They were busy like doing their thing and filming. But Lindsay was wearing pasties. Ooh. She looked amazing. So got excited for the cost. All the costumes were great. Well, they so when you disappoint. go to the summer house, did you, did you, is it like on the TV show where you're rushing to get out of the city to get to the summer house? Like when did you, and is, oh is it the same God. summer house? Is Ryan, it the same summer I did, house? I did the same thing where I, where I literally was about to throw up. I was actually dry heaving from sprinting. Um, there was just traffic on the way to Penn station and I like did not leave early enough. And, um, I, if you've ever been to Penn station, it's literally hell on earth and the most stressful place alive. So I was already running late. My train was at, I think it was like, I don't know, nine 42 and it's nine 40 and my cab and they leave right at on time. There's no, they don't yeah. wait for anyone. They just leave. And there was like something in the middle of the street. So like five blocks away from Penn Station, I had no choice but to just get out because something was blocking the street. And I was sprinting and then I literally was like eh, over a trash can from sprinting parts. <laughs> I'm so out of shape. And then I got on the train. The next train wasn't for three more hours. So I got on the train right when it literally And weren't you with your friends? Well, I was meeting my friends on the train and then I couldn't find, I literally just like got on the train and they were already on it. And I was like, if I don't get on the train, they're going. And I'm just stuck here for three more hours. Now, so, we, yeah. I mean, you, you get there, you have to sign paperwork and then <laughs> does everybody go like, we'll just party, just have fun. There'll be some cameras around. Like, do you get like walk? Does anybody make an announcement of like, this is how filming works. Just drink, no. drink all you want. And just, we're going to have some cameras poking around. No, it was like totally like nor- we were when we were driving there, we were like, is this, you know, it's in the woods of the Hamptons. And is it the same um, summer house from last season or the season? No, before? it's a different one. It's a different one. And it's is not it one still magical. Is it still a magical house? Does yeah, it no, like it's, it's like okay. a really, it's more like the vibe of like the early season summer house, like a real summer house, not like some weird upside down, like sterile mansion. Um, but yeah, so we were like, is this the house? And then we see bodyguards in front. It's like, oh, this is the house. And then there's a table with like, they make you sign and then you can go in. How's Carl? Um, Carl was good. I talked to him for like literally five minutes. Super he, hot? 
Is he? Did he throw any? Uh, I've met Carl. I've met Carl before. He's another tall one. It's like if you like tall guys, then yeah. But um, he <laughs> he has a little um flame thing going on. Yeah, I saw on Demois they posted a pic. I mean, Demois had tons of summer house information this weekend. In yeah. Fact, oh my God. There was, they say I there's a love triangle. Stuff. They say there's yeah. a love triangle between I think Austin and Paige and Sierra. No, Austin and Sierra and Lindsay. So I don't know if that's some, I don't think you can talk about anything that you would see in terms of that, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of dish out there about what we possibly see. I'm not for Austin being in summer house. I don't, and we've said it before that I think I'm upset that I think Austin and Craig are going to be introduced into summer house because of winter house, lucky Southern charm that the spinoff. Yeah. So it's all good. All that drama is going to start on winter house, but I forgot to mention Kyle and I went, live together did you see me and kyle go live together no from my instagram (laughs) because literally kyle immediately was like so um apparently we're colluding behind the scenes oh he brought up big summer he brought up you're you're paid off by big summer house yeah and so and so he was like let's go live and clear the air like blah blah so we just like drunk would you have that recorded can you send that to me and i can put the i'll put the audio in I was freaking out. Okay, so we went live and then I posted on IGTV and then I was like, wait, I didn't mean to post on IGTV and then I had comments on it. So I deleted it right away. And I was like, wait, why did I delete that? Now I'll never see it again because it doesn't automatically save. There is a recently deleted folder in Instagram. I found it. Okay, good. Send me, I'll put some of the audio in to write this. Brian, put the audio in right here. send you i recorded i screen recorded some oh, hold on okay <sighs> it's just you heaving into you're gonna die can. ryan you're gonna die. <laughs> oh my god it's so funny um, i had a big weekend too uh i was following this uh bama tiktok fraternity rush thing happening yeah wait can you're... you fill me in because i'm not like hip to the tiktok trends well, it's not, a, I mean, it's just that we're following these Bama girls, they're rushing sororities this week. And, and it's a big week in terms of like, so some of like Michaela, who is just a lot of our favorites, she got cut. Nobody's taking her into a sorority and it's uh, and then she got banned from TikTok yesterday, but now she's reinstated, but it's just one of these weird TikTok things that all of a sudden these people are celebrities and everybody's following these things. And I felt like I had to follow them, even though I'm an old man, then I'm like, all my friends are talking about Bama TikTok. And so now I'm a creepy guy watching a bunch of 18 year olds rushing a sorority. And, and it's a big deal out there. Like there's a whole class system and money and wealth. And it's really runs the gamut. I think it's better than uh gossip girl on HBO max. To tell yeah, you the I truth, mean, gossip you know? girl on H- anything is better than gossip girl on HBO max watching paint dry is better but um <laughs> i i mean yeah 
I have friends that went to Alabama and rush there is insane. It's like so, so intense. So yeah, I believe it. I mean, again, it's like, I'm not hip to the TikTok trends <laughs> and I should be, but I'm not. Nobody is. You know, that's why but it's I so saw silly. That on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter yeah. and everyone was like, Bama rush. I was like, what? Yeah. It's one of those weird things. Like I feel like Twitter, like is when Twitter is like a place that makes just random things famous and you could never predict or, you, you know, nobody could ever try to make like just random things get like popular on Twitter and you could never predict what it would be. Um, but I do want to share some news stories with you and ask your opinion on a lot of things. One story that we we got coming out of the weekend is that Travis Barker took his first plane ride since his, uh, I believe, 2005 crash with DJ AM, which was a very tragic event. Uh, a couple of people lost their lives. He had burns over uh, multiple areas of his bodies and had so many surgeries since then. And he hasn't flown on a plane since. He took his first flight on Kylie Jenner's private airplane this weekend with Kourtney Kardashian, which is so bizarre. But I got to tell you, I as much as I love to make fun of the Kardashians, I think this is a great story uh, a really positive story of somebody getting past because if you followed that actual that jet crash, it, it was really I mean, they yeah. went running with their bodies on fire. And this led to DJ AM's eventual death because it got him hooked back on drugs. And if you guys don't know who DJ AM is, he was a mashup DJ who was there's a great documentary on him that came out about 10 years ago. He used to play at the nightclub I ran back in like 2003, and he just was so good at what he did. But this got him back on to drugs to deal with the pain, and he eventually lost his life. But I think this is a cool story of like, and in my head, Courtney Kardashian was like, you gotta do it, Travis. I believe in you. You know, as she's like chomping on a salad. And I think this is like positive, but but imagine being Kylie Jenner's jet plane, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. It was Kylie's plane. Yeah, of all planes to trust, you know, for the first time. Yeah. I know. And it's just like, just to have like, I'm sure everything looks like pink shag carpeting everywhere. Yeah, it's like you have your major airlines, you know, the trusted, you know, and then there's Kylie's plane. <laughs> it's like light pink everything is like fuzzy <laughs> <laughs> um so i i thought that was a great news story and also a huge story for courtney she uh cut a couple inches off her hair it's made the rounds did you see the news rounds of her new haircut i actually didn't kardashians doesn't even come up on autocorrect anymore Ooh, burn I um, love yeah, it. I didn't see that, but like she always changes her hair, doesn't she? They always wear wigs and shit. I don't, I, I can't keep up. I don't, I <laughs> frankly don't care anymore. Isn't that funny? Like I literally just like don't even care. But don't you kind of think though, it's like the calm before the storm of like, we're not like, what are Kylie's they going to come up with? Kylie's pregnant. That's, that was a new story is yeah. that there is rumors. Well, Kylie and Courtney, Kylie, there's this whole thing where people are comparing old photographs of when she first took, when she was pregnant with Stormy and saying she's recreating those. Like everybody's big thing now is like, I think since Taylor Swift does like mysteries with her song releases, everybody does like these puzzle things and like reading through like Instagram posts, like, Kylie Jenner is giving us a mystery to solve if her uterus has something in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, at this point, even if she's not, she's definitely feeding the flames for attention. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like that's probably the calm before the storm. Um, but even again, it's like 
that that really is the one thing that keeps people interested is them. I remember I read some like long form, I think, BuzzFeed article a while ago about how the Kardashians were starting to fade. Like it was like after like, no, I can't remember when the Chris Humphreys thing was, but like the Kardashians were like just kind of fading a little bit. And then yeah. when Courtney got pregnant with Mason is when it's like all the attention was back on them. So it's like they know that that's their secret power when they get pregnant. Like everyone <laughs> gets interested again. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I believe it. God, I'm trying to think of like Chris. Like if Chris Jenner could get pregnant, wouldn't that be an amazing story? She that's tried. She literally has like tried on the show before. <laughs> so uh, horrible news in the fact that we've seen this news so many times. Uh, media outlets are reporting today that once again, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are back together following a brief split. Uh, reports in Touch Magazine, quote, it may not be the most ideal situation because of her trust issues, but she's desperate to make it work and he's once again promised to do better. Chloe wants Tristan and True's life and she's still holding out hope for that second child. They are far from over. A second source adds, he also promised Chloe that things will be different this time around and that he signed with the Sacramento Kings to be closer to her and True and be a proper family and she believes him. So many things wrong with these sources. They go... The most ideal situation because of her trust issues. Where did she fucking get the trust issues from uh, Tristan? Yeah, it's it's just embarrassing. It's really embarrassing for her. And I think that they never even broke up to begin with. But she knew that, her, you know, her fans w wouldn't like it if she stayed with him. So, you know, I think she's been with him this whole time. And yeah, it's it's sad. It's really embarrassing for her. And it just speaks to her severely low self-esteem. Well, also, I don't. I think he was. What is he on the Celtics last year or whatever team he was? And I love that. That's like, you know what it is. It's that I was on a team farther away from you, and that that made me cheat more. But I'm going to move closer to you, and that shows you how much I love you because I would cheat farther away. But since I don't want to cheat, I'm going to move closer to you. Like there seems to be such an idiotic thing happening over there, and I love the people. I post this, and people are like, "Leave her alone." I'm like leave us alone. Like literally <laughs> leave us alone. Like just don't eat. I don't get like, did you see her pose that thing with the curly hair? Uh, and she posted her natural hair and she's like kind of digging this look. And she's like, you guys don't ruin this for me. Don't ruin it for us. Don't post it at all. Then if you don't want the feeling ruined, don't post I know, it. Don't I know. post it at all. I, like, know. I love that. Like, Oh, it's our, Oh, I'm sorry. You put, this isn't a personal scrapbook. You're putting this out for us. And then we're not supposed to ruin it for you. Like, it's so funny when people like celebrities or whoever it is, complain about people online and it's like, okay, okay. It's a, it's a difference between like a celebrity who gets ripped apart for something that for just putting out work, like Lizzo, that's fucked up. Like what Lizzo, like people are saying about Lizzo online, but I feel like if you're an influencer and you're putting content out there online, isn't it? Uh, it's for public consumption. We have every right to say whatever the fuck we want about it. But also we to be like, don't thing, ruin this. Care. Don't ruin this for me. Well, then lock comments, you dolt. I, I mean, I honestly, I don't understand. Like they've made it their entire career after, after us commenting on what they do. And then we're not like, if it's supposed to be special and sacred to you, just save it for you. Let I don't want to see any right. of it. Like save it for you or maybe pass it around your group text thread with the other Kardashians, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, don't you have friends you can text this to instead? Like we didn't ask.
<laughs> well, do you ever think Rob Kardashian got so big just be, to like to spite his family to be like, I'm not going to play into this with you guys. I'm just going to get big and I'm never going to be in a photo with you guys again. I don't know, but poor Rob, I can't even imagine. I mean, not poor Rob because yeah. he sucks. He yeah. sucks. But yeah, I can't even imagine what, you know, that situation has been like for him since the beginning. I feel like, you know, he was never. What happened to Arthur George? His mom took it over. Chris oh, runs Arthur line? George. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Maybe I'll order some. <laughs> yeah. What if Chris packages orders like Robin from Potomac? Uh, Chris is like, I can't get out of bed. Um, <laughs> uh, we got this week. We got big news this week that uh, Real Housewives All Stars uh, season two is already going into production, and this time, um, it's I believe it's going to sh- start shooting in October or November, and it's going to be at Dorinda Medley's Blue Stone Manor is where it's going to take place, and we've got a celebrity all-star uh reunion uh, lineup we've got um vicky gunvalson with dorinda um and i believe who else and they're all going to be staying at bluestone manor which i think I saw, is i can't remember who else was on there but it was a good lineup oh yeah okay I- so vicky gunvalson dorinda medley um jill zarin oh jill, yeah uh then we got Eva, Eva Mendez, Eva Mendez. No, sorry. (laughs) We got, we got Ryan Gosling. We got oh Taylor Armstrong. Yes. Taylor Armstrong. Oh my God. Brandy Glanville. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. That's what I I was like. This is going to be messy. And Phaedra Parks. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, this is such a better cast than the other one. Yeah, I think they're finding their footing. And then also rumors are now that they're also going to do the same thing with the house husbands and put them all in a house. Wait, I will love that. Yeah, I think I'm actually speaking to Frank Catania this week. So you are? I believe, I mean, if every knock on wood, if everything goes right, you know, but I think that'll be like, you know, just two bros broing out, you know, like. Yeah, oh my God. I'm so <laughs> excited for that. I do wonder like how much, how many, like, I wonder if he would answer how many girls he's been able to get with because of the show, you know, and would he ever hook up with a fan? Um, I think probably. <laughs> you think probably? Yeah. Um, okay. So that, uh, that is huge. Actually. Um, this is a big one. I wanted to get your thoughts on. Britney Spears' dad, did she re- did he resign from the conservatorship or will a judge remove him? So I'm I'm hearing conflicting reports. I don't know what the actual thing is. He's not. He's not. He's still he's still in charge of the conservatorship and they put out that story to like get media attention off of them. So I, I yeah, like all of a sudden we got midweek that Jamie Spears uh was done uh being Britney's conservator but now i'm hearing otherwise it, it, that's not true it just says he's willing to step down as Britney's conservator but not yet yeah so he still is basically which is like it's it's so insane yeah yeah i just don't uh i don't get any of this um and 
the father's decision to step down is being praised as a major victory by the singer's new attorney, Matthew Rosengart, who said he intends to investigate Spears' conduct over the past 13 years and plans to depose him under oath. On Thursday, Spears' father filed in Los Angeles Superior Court his response to the singer's petition for his suspension, announcing his decision to step down. He said he would cooperate with the court on a transition, but did not give a timetable for his resignation. Uh, His filing also stated that he needed to wrap up certain matters before he could hand over the reins. When these matters are resolved, Mr. Spears will be in a position to step aside, but there are no urgent circumstances justifying Mr. Spears' immediate suspension. So it's just saying like, I'm open to it. Uh, I have no firm date in place, but I'm open to it. But did you see that picture of him? He looked really, really old. Yeah. He looked haggard as he should. I wonder what things need to be tied up. Like his monster energy. uh, Like he, he, they have a deal with monster energy. Um, Speaking of Southern charm, your new favorite show, Naomi Mm -hmm. Alindo uh, all of her photos just got deleted from ex Matul Shaw's Instagram this weekend. He finally took off all of her photos as she did with him. And, and, and somebody on Dumois posted photos of him at a, uh, some kind of resort sunning himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Dumois said that he like had his arm around some girl at like sweet and vicious or some bar or something in the city. And I was like, Oh, poor Naomi reading that. And I'm like, why are we reporting on uh, on Matul Demois? Like he's <laughs> he's he's reality star adjacent. Well, like, he's like he's to me, he's like. Re- I think you're too young for this, but I don't know if you remember John and Kate plus eight on yeah, TLC. No, I remember John and Kate plus eight. So John and Kate, you guys were this iconic couple in the sense that they were horrible together. Folks, you didn't start. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shorts shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. 
Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The podcast all over again. It is commercial time, and I am so excited to talk about this one. This week's sponsor is Bowl and Branch. Um, the whole thing is, if you are going to invest in a comfortable mattress, uh, it's crazy to think that you would not invest in great sheets to go with that. Now, Bowl and Branch knows high quality sleep doesn't stop at your mattress. Their ultra soft organic sheets are transparently sourced and produced in safe, fair conditions. You'll feel a difference and know you're making one. Um, I think that is actually a very cool experience that you actually can work with a company or buy from a company uh, that can affect things at a global scale. Uh, Bull and Branch started with a mission, produce the highest quality sheets on the market and make the world a better place in the process. Today, they are still the best choice for anyone who wants comfort that lasts. Now, this company founded in 2014 by a husband and wife, Scott and Missy Tannen, and it all comes down to a choice to do what's right. They wanted to give more sleepers, more choices for high quality sheets at a fair price. Now, I actually do have personal experience in this right now as I am laying in my bowl and brand sheets right now. I got this beautiful gray color and you know me guys, I'm a dude. I thought, sure, another set of sheets. I put the sheets on and you guys, it is really insane. I can totally feel the difference. It is so comfortable. I told you I laid in bed all Saturday because it felt too good. It was, I was like, this, where have I been? I didn't know sheets were that big of a deal <laughs> for real. Um, it's just great. If you guys are looking for a new set of sheets, no joke. I think just check these things out. In fact, we did this commercial a couple months ago and, and our listener Sheridan, who wrote me this awesome email, she bought a bunch of sheets. I was like, that's awesome. Um, they're actually promoting right now the Signature Hem Sheets. It's a beloved bestseller for a good reason. They get softer with every wash. Are you kidding me? Is that possible? Okay, so it's buttery, soft, lightweight in a 100% organic cotton sateen weave that's perfect for all seasons. They come in a variety of colors and in all sizes from twin up to California king. Can you imagine? God, what if I could get a California king one day? So to experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bolin Branch. You can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. And my listeners, this is so cool, get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code SOBAD at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L and branch, B-R-A-N-C-H dot com, promo code SOBAD. We really should change the promo code to so good because it's like, it's... It actually is good. I'm telling you folks, I wish you could come into my bedroom and feel the sheets yourself. It really are. I mean, anyways, okay. I've said too much. Back to Sophie. But they had eight kids all at once, pretty much. And uh, 
And then during the show, they split up and Kate was just like an off, like an awful lady to John. But then they split up and then John all of a sudden became this weirdo that was like hanging out with the guy who did Ed Hardy and he was smoking and like just chugging Red Bull and vodkas back in the day. And it was just he started like dating people that Lindsay Lohan's dad dated. It was just like a bizarre time in pop culture. But I always think of guys when they get a little taste of fame and then they like they become the douchiest version of them themselves and then end up being photographed in these weird circumstances. And I think the tool has turned full WWE villain wrestler, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause he was supposed to be, you know, this nice hot doctor. He was a white knight. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And now Craig is looking like a saint compared to him, but Have you ever met a truly good guy. No. Yeah. Like, also, would you even classify your dad as a truly good guy? Actually, yes, I would. Okay. So you've met one. So, <laughs> but I'm saying like, does, is every guy, are we all just D bags? Yeah. Yeah. You are. <laughs> but no. So Demois posted like a Greg, Greg from the bachelorette site. Oh. And I'm like, can we not like, he is literally abusive. Oh my God. I, Wait, he's so oh my God. What happened? Okay. So you guys, I talked to uh, Sophie last Sunday and we, we, she had all that dirt on Greg, which is in her Instagram story highlights. And then Monday's episode, and by the way, I had to watch it live. So I had to watch like an hour worth of commercials for a three hour show. Uh, and it was, Greg was infuriated when he came out, like he was all smiley of like doing good, doing good. And then he was just like, I, and I tell you like this really, a lot of my friends, we're pro Greg and saying, well, Katie, oh, Kate, oh, Katie, such a biatch. Like, Katie, cannot, so, and I'm like, I, what? I cannot see the, I, there's like such a cognitive dissonance for me because it is so obvious to me. He walked out so happy on that stage. He was like, no, no regrets. Like, he was <laughs> fine. And then I listened to him on Nick Vile's podcast, Vile Files, do not recommend. <laughs> Give it a one star. On the, I hate Nick Vile so much. He really is vile. He really, truly is vile. Um, but Greg was like, yeah, you know, like how I treated Katie was not okay. And and um, we shouldn't normalize that. And he clearly, this was after after the final rose. This was like, you know, recorded. He clearly changed his tune only the when the backlash happened. And he yeah. was clearly being coached by a PR team. And... Yeah, people just like eat it up. And I'm like, wait, what's not clicking? Like he's clearly an actor, expert manipulator, narcissist, emotionally abusive. As you know, I have spoken to people that can confirm yeah. that he was emotionally abusive to his ex-girlfriend. Um, and yeah, I'm like, what is not? I think it, it's because like people don't see him through the lens of all the information that I have maybe where it's like, I've spoken yeah. to these people and I've seen all the screenshots and I've compiled them all, but it's like, people are just watching this like at face value. And they're just like, oh yeah, you know, he's like, you know, like, and it really is rooted in misogyny, by the way. Like it when really I, is. And I think also you see a cute guy with floppy hair and a nice smile and you're like, he looks like a nice boy. Yeah. And I think that is a part of it too. And then she is a domineering woman that seems to be a little- a strong woman, yeah. That, but and also then it's all, strong women are always classified as bossy almost, which is like, it's interesting the words we use for women, you know, like, oh, it she's not, like she's not likable. <laughs> but, it was discussing all of the anti- 
anti Katie stuff, like all of the Katie hate that she got just for being angry. I'm like, let her be mad. Like I would be freaking pissed too. If I found out that I got used like that, like, like she really held was- his foot to the flame, feet to the flames on right. uh, after the final rose. And I thought she was great. And I saw women on Twitter going like, how dare she come right. down that hard on him? You know, well, her, her <laughs> feelings and emotions. I think what it comes down to is that her feelings and emotions were real. And she was like, yours weren't. You came on the show for, you know, clout. You want to be an actor. You didn't tell me about wanting to be an actor. Like, he's just shady. And I think that she should have focused maybe more on, like, the way that the the way that he left and not him leaving. Like, everyone's like, well, he left because of this. He just wanted to leave. And it's like, no, it's the way that he left yeah. that was messed up. I don't know. It's, well, it, it's really frustrating. I'm super pissed. I get worked up just talking about it. Well, the thing too, is that uh, I said, this is that like, he is just like every other bachelor contestant now where he's going to come out to LA and he's going to do what we call pilot season where all the new TV shows come out. I used to work at an acting studio for 13 years and every year you would have a, the slew of bachelor contestants come in you know, they had amazing agents, but didn't know how to act. So their agents would be like, you got to learn to act for pilot season, bud. And then they would come in, whether it be John Paul Jones or Nick Vile took tons of classes at our place. Oh, uh, selling Nick Vile a tear stick one day was one of my best moments. And a what? A tear stick. It's a mentholated thing that you can put a little thing under your eye and it will start the uh, tear ducts. Oh my, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's called a tear stick. It's Wait. a ment- menthol. It's a me- but we call it a tear stick. That's we- probably what Greg had in his pocket. Yeah, you. Like, what you do in an audition, you put a little bit on like uh, like your fingernail or something, and right before, like if you you have the sides in your hand and you're reading, and then right before one of the tear lines, you'll just like brush your like. You can either like put it on the tip and just like really quickly like touch your face and then it'll Wait, and activate. Nick Vile, and Nick Vile bought one of those from you. Yeah. I mean, but but by the way, most actors like we sold out of those things all the time. We sell them for 20 bucks. We bought them for 10. Like it was, you can buy them at any kind of makeup uh supply store. And it's uh it's it's a great use because it it doesn't, you know, get you sad, it just you know, activates your tear ducts. I love that. But every every year we had like a slew of bachelor and bachelorette contestants and none of them knew how to act, but they all had better opportunities than any other actor in Los Angeles for, but just for that year, you know, you have to really to make or break year. The one thing I will say just on the bachelor, bachelorette and bachelor in paradise, you guys premieres tonight. They don't even give us any kind of break. They're really hitting us over the head with all of this crap. Is wait, that- it premieres tonight? Monday night. We're, oh no, my no, no. god! So well, no, no. This oh my is god! Weird. Wait, did you see the wow, way that so, I dropped so cut. my so, Sophie almost <laughs> broke something. This is our lamp broke in the first. Um, oh. <laughs> so sorry. You're okay. You're okay. Just calm down. You're sweating okay, all this. Uh, I I will say from a perspective of watching the show, I will say uh, this is not pro Greg, but I will say I'm a little untrustworthy of Greg leaves, and then she likes uh, Soul Patch all of a sudden. Like, I didn't think no, Soul Patch was going to, like, be... But that's it. the whole premise of the show. The whole premise of the show is that you fall in love with multiple people. And I think that she actually was falling in love with Blake. But, yeah, Greg was definitely a front runner, if not, if not her number one. 
Uh, and then the other guy didn't even like stand. The other guy who is, I don't even know. I don't even remember the other guy's Justin. name. Justin. Like, there's always one person in the final three that I have no clue where I'm like, I think I know that guy. And like, they I don't knew- even know either. He didn't even know why he was there. Oh, but he was also still kind of shocked. He was like, is this a fever dream? I know I've been here. And like, right. he was kind of cocky. And then he was like, oh, okay. So like, I'm not even in the running at all. Like it was, <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but Soul Patch, uh, Blake, I didn't. And then he was hemming and hawing when he was like about to propose. And I can't tell if that's just fancy editing or or they make it seem like, could you give us a little drama and like make like you're really thinking about this? But I don't know. Do you do you really think any of these and this is no offense to Katie or Soul Patch, but do you really think this is do you think this will last more than a year? I actually have hope for Katie and Blake. And I I don't know. I I think it's really annoying. Something that frustrates me about like the bachelorette, especially because I can see it from the bachelorette's perspective because, you know, I'm a woman and people are like, oh my God, why did Rachel choose Brian when Peter was right there? And why yeah. did Katie choose Blake when Greg was right? It's like, as women, we should be encouraging each other to pick, you know, the the safer choice and not the fuck boys. Like the, Peter and Greg are fuck boys. Those are the ones that, you know, like, they're going to they're going to ham it up for the cameras. And while they're competing for you, they're going to want to win you over. But when it comes down to being in a relationship, like if you can't trust that person to like, you know, I feel like Blake is someone that genuinely just will be there for her. And I think that his reaction to her describing how Greg left, um, he made her feel safe. And I think that that made her fall more in love with him. So I like see it for Blake. I just see him as like, she was like, yeah, this is what I need. This yeah. is like, you know, like not the safe choices and like, it sounds like a negative thing, but like it is, you know, I feel like we shouldn't be encouraging women to just settle down with like the hot, hard to get. Oh, and Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron. It's like those really, oh, really, really I want to talk to you about Tyler Cameron. Yeah. And Tyler Cameron, but it's like those really, really, really hot guys that might just be competing for your heart on the show aren't you know, it's not going to be the same when you're off camera. So I just, I just, I, yeah, I should, I want to wear a t-shirt that just says I'm the safer choice. Like, I just want to go like, I mean, on Boy Island, F Boy Island. Are you watching F Boy Island? (laughs) By the way, guys, HBO max. I I, I do want to, this is not like, they're not paying anything, but I think HBO max is so good in their programming. They have everything. I mean, I'm telling you, I love HBO max. We have the season finale of white Lotus airing tonight, which is you haven't, it's like a six part Mike white show. He also did enlighten. And it's just, I, uh, the first episode I was like, Oh, okay. And then by the third episode, I was so in, and it's so nice to have shows that you look forward to where Sunday nights are a good Potomac white Lotus mix with a little last week tonight with John Oliver also on HBO max, but HBO max, the programming over there is just so dead on. Also, uh, there's a Netflix six part series that I burned through yesterday, cocaine cowboys, which has Alexia from real housewives of Miami. She is one of the talking heads as well as uh, Roy black, Leah black from real housewives of Miami's husband. But it's a fascinating story about cocaine dealers in the eighties and nineties. And it was just really, really, really well done. But I get it. I mean, we really are in just such a blessed like I would never want to be born in the seventies or eighties. I mean, like live in there. Cause they, they had shitty TV compared to now. Oh yeah. No, we have everything on our fingertips. And that's why also like, um, just rate television, cable television shows, like 
we've talked about this before, yeah, how their yeah. ratings, every everything is down ratings wise because streaming services are just like, you know, they have better content. And they and they have more money to make better content. Yeah. Netflix has billions of dollars at their disposal to create content every year. It's funny because I'm always like, how does Netflix make money? Like we're all sharing the same accounts. But well, then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. I mean, no, but then I'm like, okay, they take. I I have my sister's account, so I don't even pay for Netflix. But like, they what is it, ten dollars a month? Yeah, I think so. Or like uh, twelve ninety nine, I think. Or I don't yeah, know. so they take thirteen dollars a month out of every household in America's bank account. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense that they have a lot of money. I mean, I used to. I had Netflix back in the old days when they would mail you three DVDs. And it was like, I was like, oh look, look at me. Like, and then it was like, you were just really dependent on how quick they could get you that next DVD and you would have your DVD list. And it was such a romantic time. And then I remember when streaming happened and I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? That's never going to, that will never replace a physical yeah. copy. I, the physical copy, it's never going to replace that. I was the idiot that has so many CDs and DVDs still where it was like, no, this, no. They will never replace a, a, a DVD or a CD. This thing is with me forever, you know? I remember, like, I was obsessed with Blockbuster when I was younger. I used I to work there. It was amazing. Oh, my God. I miss it so much. I just, uh, just everything about it. And when Netflix, when they first came out, like, the D, they were, like, a DVD delivery service. Yeah. And I was, like, Netflix, what is this? Like, you trying to, like you know, you're not coming for Blockbuster. You're not coming for my girl. Like, you know what I mean? I like that you gendered Blockbuster a woman. I don't know. You're just, not coming for my girl. I'm Blockbuster's a, well, you're not coming for my lady Blockbuster. But it's like, block. I like felt protective. It's like, you know, like that's my girl. You're not, you're not messing with her. It is it's one like, of those yeah. things. It's, 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 it's one of those things that I thought was very America because I, I worked at one and I saw myself included, we would go on a Friday or a Saturday and you would pray to God the new release was there or you got it at the right moment or you had them check the outside box that you could drop movies in, praying to God that a, a copy of Jurassic Park 2 was there or something and, you know, or what movie would you, you know, it was always like a luck-based system of like the right time at the right place you could get a new release that had just came out. And I used to, I say this all the time in the podcast, I worked there and I would play these games in my head that I thought were really cool is if I loved the film you were checking out, I would be, I would say, enjoy your film. But if I oh, hated yeah. the film, I'd say, enjoy your movie. Yeah. 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 So like, I, cause I wasn't a big Van Damme or Steven Seagal fan. And that was like the height of those, like kind Steven of shitty. Seagal. Wait, what's the movie with Steven Seagal? And I think maybe is it Halle Berry and they're on a plane and there's like, People you just described them. all of the 90s movies. Okay, Halle Berry mind. on a plane. Never <laughs> mind, but it's a good one. <laughs> oh, by the way, yes, because I forgot you love you love I Ice Trucker with Liam Neeson. Oh, I, yeah, I hate that movie. <laughs> I, but, but I love action movies. So like I found like random 90s action movies on Netflix, like that one that I just described. Steven Seagal had a string of ones just with three words in the title. So it was like hard to kill, you know, want to action like. Uh, oh, my God. He's kicking. such a wannabe Bruce Willis. 
He really, he really is. And the thing about Steven Seagal's career was fascinating was he was a jujitsu teacher, I believe. And he was Mike Ovitz's jujitsu teacher, who was the head of creative artist agency, the biggest agency in Los Angeles in the eighties and nineties. And Mike Ovitz really liked him as a jujitsu teacher. So he was like, let's make this guy a star. And they made him a star. This guy had never acted. He was just a jujitsu teacher. And like, now he's, he's crazy. He's at, i he actually got Russian citizenship in the last couple of years because he loves Putin so much. Steven Seagal is fascinating. In fact, I wanted to recommend another thing. If you guys like the actor Val Kilmer from many uh, really, really great films, uh, yeah. there's a documentary on Amazon Prime called Val. Uh, yes. He unfortunately had, uh, I believe, a lung cancer and has a tracheotomy and he, can, he can't speak anymore. And this is one of the most beautiful men in Hollywood. I can even say that just going like, that's a good looking dude. Had mm -hmm. iconic roles, even played Batman at one point, Top Gun, all of this stuff. And he is a shell of his former self, but it just shows like he has... He filmed most of his life. He was one of the first people with a camcorder. So it has all of these, this footage from every film set he was ever on. But it's really kind of this heartbreaking story that is about love and loss. And I, I found it so touching because here's somebody that made a living off of their looks and their voice and his voice and his looks have been taken away from him. And he still has so much joy in this movie. Uh, I thought it was really worth uh, yeah. checking out. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I heard amazing things, so I'm definitely going to have to. Uh, let's move on to what I think uh, still continuing to have the best season of any reality show I've seen in a long time. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Did you get to watch this uh, this week? Yes. Any yeah. new feelings or thoughts on because uh, Erica Jane only, you know, was pretty much in the beginning and then had to leave before the L.A. Times article came out. Um. Yeah, so Erica's obviously full of shit and she was taking out the whole Garcelle gang up. Like it was so stupid. And Rinna, Rinna can can Ooh. leave. I'm done with her. <laughs> did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? Yes, you yeah. did. But. Yeah, of course. I mean, do I, I I like all the dealers in New York obviously had been paged that night. You I mean, that girl was on so much caffeine or whatever you want. I mean. I'm telling you, everybody was saying it was a lot of face filler too, but what is, I mean, I hate to state the obvious, but like, I think this is the only person that could eventually take down Batman. Like there is, there is such a freak show happening there and she's yeah. loving every second of it, by the way, she loves yeah, she being a villain. really scary. Like I'm scared of her. So like, yeah, I think, I think she's done. Like this is her last season. People will call her like essential. I don't think she is. And I think that the newbies are so amazing that like they're they're the backbone of the show now. Rinna Rinna's not necessary. Well, Rinna's not necessary, but we say this every time, and I always feel like we're completely not me and you, but just people in general, completely wrong about casting. It's like when people are like Ramona and Sonia need to go, and Luann needs to go. Like I don't think they really. I feel like sometimes Bravo just like the easy way out of like, but okay, Rinna, we've got this established, you know. But Rinna's been on the show for so long that her, she's probably like the most expensive besides Kyle. Oh and yeah. My like, friend's been watching old episodes of Beverly Hills and Tom will be on a lot of the, with Erica and Rena, and you realize how, but you also realize how much shit Rena has stirred up in her time. She mm -hmm. was the one that, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Munchausen's, uh, yes. she, Rena's, I mean, Rena really is 
a sniper from your a sniper from the right or whatever Erica Jane Were said. Were people that one doing time. coke in your bathroom? Yeah, exactly. I have a cross stitch of that phrase. Like, yeah. and and it's so sad because Rinna does seem like she knows when somebody's doing coke in somebody's bathroom. You know. I mean, I wish she would go after Erica like that, but there's something going on there. Um, I just think it's. I mean, I, at this point, also watching old episodes, you see just how much the the braggadocious, uh, the, the wealth bragging that Erica Jane was all a part of that. We all like, I was watching a scene where Tom was giving her a ring that she had already had the other two and wanted like the black opal one. And he's like, yeah. happy birthday toots. And he's like, I also got you this Mark Chagall. And she's like, I thought you wanted that. He's like, ha, ha, ha. he is also a $200,000 ring. And at the time yeah. you're like, and she's like, it just means I'm good at what I do. Uh, yeah. And then you realize now you're like, that's all, stolen money like that's all stolen money everything in a new light like it she's a fraud like who who's calling who a fraud love you baby oh (laughs) we got it real housewives of salt lake city trailer uh one last thing before we get to that though erica jane in an old episode said she used to go to every one of uh tom's uh business meetings with him yeah, it's in like an old you, episode. Yes, yes. Everything you look back, you're like, yeah, like she was in on it. And now everything that she owned, everything that she flaunted, she's that's why she's over. It's like your her whole persona was built on the backs of victims. Um, nothing, so when you watch it back, yeah. it's like this tragedy. It becomes yeah. Shakespearean when you when I remember watching the first time, going, "Ha ha, rich people, huh?" And now you're watching it, and you're going, "Damn, that's so intense." This is all yeah. on the show. They were showing the the party she threw at the Pasadena Mansion, and it's just weird because she's going through the crowd like, "Hi, babe. Hey, Toots. Hey, Tom." Like, and it's just so gross. And it's like her going like. I'm a serious dancer. Me and Mikey are auditioning dance ladies. And you're just like, you know, Erica Jane, a few bops, but I'm telling you a few bops that didn't do shit in any kind of marketplace besides us, you know, Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills fans. Like it, you know, it was like comic con. You're like cosplaying a pop star for the fun of yourself. Like nobody else was going, that girl's got the, that girl's got the goods, you know? Yeah. She was financing. Tom was financing her pop star career. No, she wasn't making money. She wasn't profiting from it. Like, yeah, it's, um, it is, but I, but, but, and it gets, just gets better this week because we finally have, like you said, the new blood is taking over and Sutton Sutton is where you don't fuck with Sutton's money. It's like, LLC, I say, I say, I have a LLC. My lawyer makes me sign everything, honey. Like, that's when you like, don't fuck with something, you know? Yes. I love how she's like the only one that's willing to ask the real question. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, and she's not afraid because she knows for she anyone money. else to read. Oh, I know. That was so amazing. Was that uh, Rena was like, <laughs> I, I want to read this. It's just too long. It's too, I, I, what do we, what do we think guys? Like, I love that all of them wanted to read the article, but they all commented it was too long, except for Sutton, who was like, I already, I've been up since seven 30. I say, I say, I read it before yeah, my morning I love coffee. That about her. I would have been the same way. I would have, the first thing I wake up, I would be like, okay, need to read every word of this. Like, come on. And also Garcelle, I really feel like they're really coming down on Garcelle when, Garcelle has every right to, I mean, I will say this. 
Garcelle does ask a lot of questions. She is that kind of person and always has been. And sometimes that is annoying. Sometimes I'm like that with my friends where I'm like, I don't want to just stop asking questions, you know, like not Garcelle, but like sometimes it's not the, you, sometimes you just want quiet and Garcelle seems to want to know everything at every time. So it can be a but little I love annoying. that about Garcelle. No, like, I'm, but I'm saying I can say she asked the questions that all the viewers are wondering. Exactly. And that's why I think she has like this really, she's going to take a lot of hits in these next couple of episodes. And if you watch even the promotional tour that they did like a month and a half ago, where they invited a bunch of press, Dorit, Kyle, Rinna, and, uh, but not Garcelle or Sutton, they invited them all over to Kathy's house to watch a show. And Dorit had that interview of like, Access Hollywood was like, they say somebody's causing trouble, uh, you know, and she's like, I can't tell you who that is. And they're, they're like, we're hearing Garcelle. And Dorit's like, yes, you guessed that right, Garcelle. You know, it's so bizarre. Yeah, I, I thought that, I mean, she did nothing wrong. Do you like, think Dorit gets scared watching Erica go through this because she's like, yeah, eventually this could be me. And so not yeah. like with law, but just with the way they spend money. I mean, I, I don't really know the, because it's never been discussed on the show. I've just like read about it here and there, but like Dorit and PK are like, you know, could be them getting investigated next. Like, I think it could be the law. <laughs> What's it amazing that boy George threw in his opinion? And oh, PK, yeah. you, you can't, you, <laughs> PK was like, make sure she's uh, innocent. If you're going to stand by her, make sure uh, and boy, George throws his two cents in. It was so bizarre. Um, this yeah. leads us to, we finally on Friday got the trailer that everybody had been waiting for. Uh, season two of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. What was your first reactions about uh, this trailer? Oh, it looks so good. I mean, it really does. And and from what I'm hearing is that this is just the tip of the iceberg and what we see is that even uh, Whitney said, what I love about the trailer is that you think there's a lot of drama, but like, she's like, there's stuff that there's stuff that's not in the trailer. Like there's whole plot lines that they don't even touch on in the trailer. That's how good this season is. I know I'm excited. I'm super excited. I thought it was it really amazing. They're going after Jen. They're going after Mary being a cult leader, Meredith and Lisa to the rescue. Well, and Jen Shaw has a really lame line in it to her, her lawyer of like, should we get Kim Kardashian on our, on our, on our defense team or something? So, so lame. I'm like, I love that you're going to continue to make shitty jokes going down, yeah, she's you know, treating, she's treating it like a joke and she shouldn't be like, she should, she should be freaking out a little bit more. She really, like, I mean, I, I really think she, she's definitely going down, but Meredith Marks turns out she is the MVP of this trailer. They end the trailer with her and she is ushering Jen Shaw out the door. And what does she say? Uh, she goes, who's, uh, yeah, because Jen's like, you're a fraud. Like they're, they're in a fight. And she goes, who's calling who a fraud? Love you, baby. Or like something like yeah, that. Yeah, love you, baby. Bye. I'm yeah. like, who does, like, who, like, that is so weirdly iconic. And it doesn't even yeah. seem written. It seems like real. And that's why Meredith Marks, sometimes she disengages. But when she engages, it's completely worth it, you know? I know. Oh my God. I love that she's engaging next season. It looks like a lot. <laughs> I love there was also Brooks Marks going, uh, mom, Jen Shaw liked Jen Shaw liked a tweet that said yeah. I she should slap me like a sassy bitch or something like that. 
Yeah, she should slap and call me a sissy bitch or sassy. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I love how Housewives Twitter is literally causing drama on the show. It's Yeah, insane. because and I saw the account that was like, that's my tweet they're talking about. I love it. I know. It's so funny. Like Housewives Twitter and Housewives Instagram, it's very funny because it's a very small piece of any of that. Like it is a, a category, but it's a category that like, is weirdly small. Like, you know, pretty much everybody in housewives Twitter at this point, if you're in housewives Twitter. Yeah, I think so. Well, it also depends on what franchises because not everyone has the same franchises they watch. Yeah. Just saying, because I'm not super into like Roni. And I feel like there are a lot of accounts that literally are just like Roni, you know, I was going to ask you because Roni actually had, Black Shabbat uh, that uh, Ebony Williams I did watch threw. that. I did. Now, watch I, I, I did want your opinion on Ramona completely being an idiot again, uh, you know, and she got a lot oh of uh, shit hurled at her and saying like anti-Semitic in certain ways. Was there any opinion as a Jewish woman that you had on any of that? Or were you able to see that as just kind of funny and stupid? Oh, no. Yeah. As a Jewish person, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like to say that you you were discriminated against by Jews in New York where Jews are literally a minority. I know it feels like we're like Jews aren't a minority in New York, but like Jews are literally outnumbered. Like, I don't even know, at least, I think it's 12% of New York City is Jewish off the top of my head. So like Jews are outnumbered. Ramona is a white Catholic woman. Yeah. Like, she she is not oppressed. It's like she was she was reaching for ways to be oppressed. It was like very bizarre. It can't be she she can't handle it when things aren't about her. And yeah, I was kind of just like icked. I was like gross. Like painting Jews as, you know, oppressors is just like no, that's not in no situation. I'm sorry. It's like no. It is Ramona is one of those people that if you sat her down to watch Schindler's List, she'd be bored. She'd be like, ah, no, oh, this is boring. She'd be like, I wish I was Jewish. I <laughs> wish I was. You're, it's a, you're a strong people. You're a strong people. I yeah, she, strong. And she's, she's like, I wish I was born Jewish. What? what? I, it's a compliment, you guys. Oh, my God. She's ridiculous. Uh, so that happened. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Jennifer Lopez removes all photos of ex Alex Rodriguez on Instagram finally this weekend. And Ben Affleck celebrates his 49th birthday by himself, supposedly. Jen Lopez uh, was spotted out with her son in Beverly Hills away from Ben Affleck, um, even though I don't think that I think they are still hot and heavy. But this whole removing people from Instagram and putting them on Instagram, like I feel like the way to go with any of these is just. Don't put your significant other on any of your social media if you're ever thinking you're going to have to take them <laughs> off of your social media. Yeah, don't you know? put them on social media to begin with. Or like, Instagram should institute some kind of thing where you click a box and you put like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife. And that way, when something goes wrong, you can just filter it and go take off all those photos, you know, so you don't have to go through them yourself. Oh. Yeah, it's like does the work for you. You could do that. You could. I don't know. I'm just not like a big deleter of. I have you know ex boyfriends off my Instagram. I'm just yeah. Like, I have my ex on my Instagram. I I mean I feel like yeah. it happened. What am I gonna do? You know. Yeah, it's like life moves on. It's like a chapter of my life. Like 
I don't know. Yeah. If I was getting really up there with promoting like a new boyfriend on my Instagram, like every few months and like it was, it'd be embarrassing. A wait, wait, bit, wait, wait. Did you say no. promoting a new boyfriend every promoting, few months? Yeah. Promoting. <laughs> I, so wait, do, I would love if guys date you for the clout for a couple of months. I was, I was writing the Sophie Ross wave of Twitter mentions for a while. Oh my God. Yeah. I wish they would date me for the clout too. No, okay. <laughs> Hey guys, if there's any straight dudes listening, Sophie's DMs are open. Uh, she's on which dating apps are you on now? Oh, that's no one's business. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it feels like there might be somebody hot and heavy right now. Maybe no comment. Oh my God. Okay. 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 Um, let's see here. Last but not least a couple of things. Uh, Beverly beach uh llc there is a loan they took out they took out a ppp loan of twenty thousand dollars for dorit's company beverly beach in april 2021 uh the company has reported itself as a white female owned business and employed at least one person during the applicable loan loan period so basically what this is saying is dorit is another one just like all the bachelor contestants that filed for ppp loans uh also with the dorit thing Dorit really shot herself in the foot this uh, this episode is that, you know, I don't mind that she doesn't have a plot line. I think she's fine. She can just coast on like being Dorit. But then she like puts in of like, you know, I have children. I have a multicultural staff. I Filipino, Filipino and African American and Jagaloo. He loves all of my worker employees of different skins and ethnicities. Oh, yeah, she was <laughs> dark skin. Dark. I many dark skin. <laughs> Little juggaloo. And she was like, yeah, and my and my mother's best friend is black. Yeah, then Garcelle goes, um, is there anybody that's not him, like a worker of yours? And she goes, my mother's best friend is black. How? Like, like that was supposed to be like, Gar like that will really shut up Garcelle, you know? Oh my God, that was ridiculous. Dorit and Ramona this week, both just showing their asses. Did you see the cutscenes from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on uh, Twitter by chance? What I think Queen, Queens I of have. Bravo. There is, this just shows you, and I should have mentioned with this with Elisa Renner. Ryan, put in those scenes right here. There is one where they're at Erica Jane's like fancy La Quinta resort pad yeah. and Erica Jane's opening up to the ladies and you hear this like annoying whistle of like, I can't whistle, but like, wee, 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 like really loud whistling. And Erica's like, what the fuck is this? Like, and then Rinna pops out and goes, ha, ha, was I whistling? Ha. She goes, I whistle when I'm happy. And in some ways, honestly, even though the hits keep coming every day, in some ways, like it's a weight off my shoulders because what I've been saying, who is, I can't take that. Who is whistling? What were you whistling about? I whistle when I'm happy, so I must be in a good mood. Oh. It's true. I don't think you whistle when you're sad. <laughs> I whistle when I'm happy. And it is oh God, so loud and annoying. Her. It really is loud and annoying. Did you see her daughter Delilah is taking a social media break? She is going through oh. a rough time right now. And she has decided to, uh, you know, kind of just 
take a breather. And I, I wonder, didn't see that. yeah, she did a uh, Instagram post, uh, Delilah Bell. She wrote, on social oh, media, we see what people want us to see. I want you to see that I'm not perfect. For a long time, for many reasons, I didn't take my physical and mental health seriously. I wasn't taking it seriously as it confuses people and even myself sometimes because I look fine or I look healthy so people don't understand fully when I don't feel good. Right now, I must prioritize my physical and mental health, although I do feel weirdly guilty doing so. It's starting to get a bit scary, so I'm not as present on social media. If I don't meet deadlines, if I don't see myself, if I don't respond the messages. This is why I'm sorry to everyone, but for me, I need to take this break to save my energy and use it to heal. I may post when I feel up to it, but I may just take time off Instagram to rest and heal. I love you all. I am so grateful for your continued support. And, uh, so that's what she wrote, uh, uh, two days ago. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, mental health, I will always, uh, mental health takes priority all the time. I'm, if she really is not feeling good, I think this is definitely social media is not going to make that any better. So I, I, I will make fun of her mom till the day I, uh, pass probably in a couple of weeks, but like, I would never make fun of that. I think that's very honest and open. Yeah. Good for her. That's yeah. Great for her. And I, I love any time, like an influencer whose life looks perfect is like, my life isn't perfect. Like I appreciate that because I, it does like, even for me again, it's like, I'm a secure, you know, 29 year old. And I still look at social media. I'm like, Oh my God, everyone's lives are perfect. Everyone's so pretty. And she's like, no, I'm not perfect. You only see what people want you to see on social media. So I, I like that message and I'm wishing her the best. Do you ever and take social- that her mom is Lisa Rinna, honestly, like it really, I, mean, that, I think we can all agree. Do you ever take yeah. social media breaks? I should, but it just sucks because I feel or like have you ever, because, have you ever felt so low? Or like, this is too much. I need to, I need to. Stop oh, it. I've definitely taken, especially like Twitter and stuff. Like I'll, you know, I'm, I will force myself to get off Twitter. Um, but I feel like it's kind of just a big part of like my job and I like staying up to date on things. Like I need to know what's happening. If I don't see what's happening, I feel like out of the loop. So it's like a toxic cycle. Yeah. No, I, it is one of those weird things that like, it is really, you know, the dopamine hits you get from people like agreeing with you or liking you or finding you funny is really exciting, but there's like a really kind of dark side to it because it doesn't show the actual reality of any of our situations. Oh yeah. You know, I stayed in bed. Yeah. I could, I did not leave bed yesterday because I was watching cocaine cowboys and I was, but then I was like, you know what, I'm going to just enjoy this. But like, part of it, like, you know, I can, it just you know, nobody will never be able to, uh, tell the truth about what we are actually going through moment by moment. And we want people to see the best of ourselves, uh, in the same realm, Lizzo broke down on an Instagram live, uh, yesterday broke down into tears over fat shaming and racist reactions to her new video rumors with Cardi B. Now, uh, Lizzo has, has broken down a couple of times on social media, but she just, she does get a lot of nasty messages. I've read them a lot where just like you fat piece of shit, you did this. And, you know, she comes off as a very confident woman, but she also wants, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking for somebody with that kind of talent. Um, it just shows you nobody, nothing's ever perfect. Like she, yeah. you know, it's like, she's trying to love herself and love her body and imagine millions of people either saying you go girl or saying, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're fat and ugly. Like that, that's, that's horrifying. Yeah. You know? that, would, that would take a toll on anyone. It's yeah. I feel terrible for her. And like, that's, you know, no one should have to go through that. It doesn't matter how rich or famous you are, or how successful you are. Like comments like that. It's like, 
they'll still affect you. And I feel for her. That was like heartbreaking watching that. Yeah. I just, you think somebody with like that much talent, like they don't have to, you're like, Oh, well you're, you're talented, probably rich, you know, you should be all set. Right. And like, it just shows you everybody has such a weird road, uh, a personal yeah. road. Um, I know the- she deleted Twitter for a little bit and now yeah. she's back because it's like, she has to promote her new song. It's like, Social media, you have to use it sometimes, even when it's like not good for you. And it's, yeah, it's sad. But it's like, yeah, it's like this weird, vicious cycle. Then I'm like, yeah. at what point would you retire from everything? Like, how much money would you have to have in the bank, Sophie, to be like, yo, I have my friends and my family. I like, I do not need this vacuum of opinions and stuff like that. Do you, would it ever, would you ever retire with a certain amount of money? Or do you um, like, I, I love it $100 million. Dollars. If I had a hundred million dollars, I'd be like, yeah, I'm never, I don't, I don't need even a cell phone, you know? Yeah. Actually, no, that's a lie. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, what will yeah. it take to get you off Twitter, Sophie? What, what do we have know. to raise? Do we... I don't know, but I do need to get off Twitter, honestly. <laughs> uh, and finally, I'm, I'm very angry. Elliot Page, uh, 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 the trans man, Elliot Page, uh, shows off, this is Daily Mail, shows off washboard abs in a shirtless Instagram selfie as he declares TGIF heading into the weekend. Um, uh, this is just like, I'm so pissed at Elliot Page. Like, fucking abs. Like, he's, he's fucking abs already. Like, that's insane. Like, Elliot Page is a better looking dude than I am. Like, that is infuriating. Like, I, and I, like, I'm very proud of, but I just like, he's, he could beat me up. Like he's like all fucking ripped up and stuff. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah. Just like, congratulations. But like, gee, like I just, now I feel you're bad like, about myself even because you're Elliot like, Page. save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, hey bro. Yeah. Take it easy on that puss, bro. <laughs> like, hey, LA, there's a, there's a puss, uh, it's a puss shortage out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TGIF, bro. Uh, no, I, I remember I saw Chaz, uh, Chaz Bono, uh, who's a transgender man uh, in a live show that my buddies were p- putting on. And it was like he was doing like a Rocky four montage and he he had his shirt off. And I swear to God, Chaz Bono looked better with his shirt off than I did, too. And like I went into this shame spiral of just like because Chaz Bono used to have a weight issue and Chaz Bono was all ripped up too. And I'm like, what's up with these dudes just being fucking like every dude is hotter and more ripped up than I am. It's so yeah. infuriating. Chaz Bono was in um, American Horror Story, the cult season, I think. And he was a pretty good actor. So oh, he's yeah. a great actor. He's actually a great actor. Uh, last thing, impeachment, the Monica Lewinsky story, Ryan Murphy's, uh, did you see yeah. the trailer? No. Oh my God. I need to watch it. Oh my God. It. You got to watch it. Sarah Paulson. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been reading all Monica. about it. I, yeah. I need to watch it. I was in, I had no service all weekend because there's no freaking service in the Hamptons. It's like the summer I'm, house doesn't have Wi-Fi. I mean, like just in general, it's like the woods. It's like the middle of nowhere. Like, it's just like, you can't, and we were outside the whole time anyway. But uh, yeah. Okay. As, as, as this is the final, as we leave, what time did you leave this? Okay. What time did you leave the summer house? Um, my friend, oh. my friend had a throw up. So we like left. I don't even know what time it was. I wanted to say I was having so much fun and she had to throw up and didn't want to throw up there. So we left. 
what did you what all did you drink at the summer house were there shots involved no i like don't do shots anymore because like they'll literally like again make me throw up but um i we pre-gamed with like mimosas we just made mimosas there's a lot of rosé there obviously and then a lot of lover boys and i was like strictly lover boys when i was there and the chai the chai tea ones are so good okay now be honest this is all for the female listeners did you make out or flirt with anybody at the summer house? No. Damn no, it, Sophie. Honestly, honestly, like I I would have with Luke or I would have at least like shot my shot with Luke. Yeah. But he was like in full Mad Hatter costume. I feel like it just wasn't the time. And place. <laughs> Did he have his guitar out at all? No, he was like, I saw him and Lindsay having like a heart to heart on camera. Uh, well, was They're Hannah really mentioned at all? Was Hannah mentioned at all besides that little live with? Yeah, uh, besides Kyle. me and besides Kyle. me and Kyle. No, no, not. Yeah, not out of sight, out of mind, her. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Sophie, you've done it again. Uh, everybody, uh, you know, loves hearing you on this. I get so many great messages about you every week. Thank you so Aww. much for doing this again. Uh, is there anything coming up this week that we need to know of anything that you're looking forward to or anything that you need us to support you with? Well, I'm still working on my store. I have more to say about Greg from the bachelorette. Yeah. So. Cause you are putting together a little bit yeah, more. Of I'm a working on a story. story. Um, so yeah, look out for that. Um, Has Greg actually reached out to you at all? Or would you ever reach out to Greg? Well, to get yeah, his before, side? I, before I publish my story, I need to like reach out to him for comment. Um, but no, he hasn't reached out to me at all. How do you do that? Do you have to go through their manager or do you like slide into DMs or what's the proper way as a journalist? I'll probably slide into his DMs. Hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, also the publication that's publishing it will like, you know, probably reach out via, yeah, but I'll DM him either way. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, uh, we did it again, folks have the best week ever. We've got four more days and then you got another weekend ahead of you. Be safe out there. I actually went to my first concert last night, but I was vaccinated and I was masked and it's still a risk, but it was really beautiful to see my first concert back in, in a year and eight months or however long it's been. And it was uh, local natives, an amazing band. It was just so full of joy and they were having such fun on stage. And I was a little freaked out at first, but it was just so, so cool. So I hope everybody can have really kind of yeah, good, wait. safe experiences. You know, the summer house required us to show our vaccination cards also before we went. Summer in. house is that. Whoa. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if Luke was like, well, then I'm not filming, bro. I'm anti-vax. Luke wouldn't be. No, I know Luke would be. I'm just saying it would be interesting if one person. I know. I'm trying to think would. of which one. I can't even think of which one I think would be most likely to be anti-vax. But it's really like Carl's like, I make my bed, I drink my water, and you will not be poking me with a shot. Those are the three yeah. things I live by. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, okay. Well, enjoy White Lotus and Real Housewives of Potomac tonight, yeah. Soph. And we will we'll talk to you again next week. Okay. Uh, Thanks, bye. everyone. Bye. Betches.